Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten, and today I have a special episode for you. This is actually an episode that's coming from the archives of Black Door Music. In fact, it predates Barry Carrier Josh ever actually being on an episode. This episode was recorded with my friend Bill. We recorded in a small venue, and we tried to split the audio of the recording into the house, and the quality ended up just being subpar, which is why it hasn't been released till now. The thing that I will say is we've actually referenced this episode. It's a fun episode, and I feel like we've reached a point where we've talked about it enough that we just need to release it because I don't think we'd be able to recreate it exactly. So today, we're releasing this episode while we know the audio quality doesn't quite match that that most week's episodes do. I hope that the quality of the content is enough that you can look past the audio quality this one time. And if not, as always, send a message to Barry. He may give a crap. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with us. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to welcome Bill. Well, hello. Hello. The smooth, shining, gleaming voice of Bill Olson. Bill Olson. So uh, today, we're going to be talking about the elitism of punk rock music. That's right. Those damn punk rocked kids. <laughs> In that damn punk rock music. Punked rock. Oh, for sure. Okay, so you had an argument that I would love to hear. That's right. I believe mm-hmm. that punk rock is artificially elitist. Artificially that elitist. People are elitist about punk rock to the point that that detriments punk rock as an art. As an art. So I have to go ahead and just get something right out of the way. Yes. I need to get clarification on what you're talking about when you say punk rock. That's right. Because I am an opinionated asshole who has really strong opinions when people say punk rock. And I cringe when people say, for sure, I'll go there. When people say, oh, I love punk rock, some point yes, one. Blink 182. I get so angry. So angry. I cringe. Like, that's pop punk. There's a time and a place. Don't call that punk. You're not a punk kid. You're barely listening to punk. That's up. It's pop. It's pop music that is doing it in like a punk rock influence form. It's Tom DeLong when he got older and made a punk band that went pop. Real quick, I have nothing wrong with pop punk and I love it. But I will. I literally like forcibly cringe when yes. when people say that that's punk rock. So we're in the same opinion. That's not what we're talking about. Not for this purpose, no. Because I could I could make that same opinion that yeah, you're being elitist about what or isn't punk. What are what yeah. are, what is or isn't punk? But but yeah, for this for this purpose, we'll say fine. We'll we'll x out Blink 182 and no, you went as far as no effects. I no. Well, hold on. I'm not saying No Effects is a pop punk band. What I said was they are they are on the popular side of punk rock. Yes. Are you saying that? Are you wait? Hold on. Are you saying No Effects is a pop is a pop rock band? No Effects is not a pop band, but they are the the creme de la creme of elitist punk. Okay. All they, right. They went to the point where they won't release their music on their on a on a label, and yet mm-hmm. they won't they won't be on the radio. They insist that they're not on the radio, and yet. You know, here they are in TV shows now, and and uh, Fat Records, Fat Records is like one of the <laughs> biggest labels in punk music. So yeah. anyway, we can we well, can keep I mean, going. But you have other other al- other record labels that are really big in punk rock. I mean, Epitaph's pretty big as well, which is, is all about in, it's, which is it's which is a major record label it's, too. It's, it's an independent record label, right. is it not? I'm just correct me if I'm wrong here. 
following the crowd. There's like four people and crowd. no one is correcting me. I'll just, you know, rescind that, that message. <laughs> I'll just pretend I didn't say that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. 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 And so okay. maybe maybe it's that in, in my sphere of influence and in, in mm-hmm. whatever's influenced me, Epitaph has been there forever. Mm-hmm. And so I think of them as a mainstream well, label. Fat Records has been around for a long time, man. I mean, we are dating ourselves here. but Well, I mean, I'm like, old. Oh, I know. I'm I'm not young, man. <laughs> but I mean, I I think of when I'm thinking of like Fat Records, like that's that's early 2000s, right? Like 17 years ago. That's right, and that's when that's when they were they were hawking loogies on people in the band. They're still doing it. I yeah. mean, it's and 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 what makes punk punk is that they're they're mean to their audience. They're they're. That's what makes punk rock. Punk. It is what makes punk rock punk, and and yet you still have, you know, the the who's consuming punk rock? It's it's kids that are on the the fringe of society. It's kids that just don't quite fit in, and and they hear something that 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 hits them in a way that God, this is this is me, man. This is what it is. This is exactly where I am, mm-hmm. and it and it may be a cover of some, you know, pop music wonderful you know top 40 song that that justin bieber wrote or, or sang or whatever and then all of a sudden there's this punk version of it and it's going to hit this kid that that man i can't consume pop music this is crap i don't like it it's it's not who i am and and they don't fit into maybe they don't fit into the rest of society they're not on the mm-hmm. football team they're they're getting shoved in a locker they're, well maybe this is me in the 90s um it sounds I'm, I'm like you're <laughs> describing like a bowling pursuit music video more so than anything else i'm describing me in in seventh eighth ninth tenth grade is is just that kid you never learn to just avoid the person to not end up in your oh, locker I'm, I'm not a smart person okay fair enough okay <laughs> that makes sense and and so you get these people that are consuming punk rock that that are on the outskirts of society and then they they become accepted into this punk music genre whatever and then they're going to flip it on its head and say this is my music you can't listen to it what the crap is that oh i you know, actually, as you say that, like, I can absolutely agree with it. Like, I remember. I broke like, you. What? I broke you. I you broke the argument. Me. I broke no, the whole premise of the podcast. You agree with me? Yet. We're just Sold. talking at this point. I'm done. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> Please don't. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think that the thing that I find interesting about that is when you said that like, this is my music and it's not for you. I think that is absolutely true. Like, whenever I would listen to a punk album and I would encounter someone else who listened to punk, punk rock, if it wasn't a friend of mine. There was always like this judgmental, like, "Oh, where did you get that from? Like, who gave you that? That's ours. Stop trying to appropriate my culture." Mm-hmm. And 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 I will absolutely agree with you on that. And and you know, I I love it because I think in theory you talk about everyone who ever listened to, like those like punk bands, punk bands like, I don't know, I I love the Dead Kennedys, I love I love Rancid, and yet I think about in like in my high school days. Like, the people who were, like, who would always be wearing, like, that shirt. They didn't get it from a show. They bought it at Hot Topic. <laughs> like, Hot Topic. I'm pretty sure that company was owned by Gap at one point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're the but they're the outskirts of society. Like, But oh, they are. On. The, the kids that are there are Mom, the outskirts of society. Mom, can I borrow your credit card so I can buy the shirt that tells everyone that I'm an outsider? <laughs> and and I, I understand it. And, and yet again, there's a point where – some of those shows, especially, they were so expensive to go to that I, I, my mom would pay for my ticket. That's the only way I'm getting in the door. Right. Yeah. But you I, could I, afford shows. 
What? You could afford shows. I know. I was so, so hip, much. right? Yeah. Now my mom never bought me tickets. I'm lying through my teeth. I was all bootleg. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> um, yeah. No. And and then, you know, I live in the era where it's like you had the mixtape and you had the burnt CD. Like the number right, of right. original albums I had. I mean, if any artists are listening, I paid for your things legally and obtained it from a <laughs> from Sam Goody. At, and if any artists are listening, I could not have afforded your album. Yeah, if that's I, true. I saved up my paper money <laughs> for a week. Also true. But. I, I mean, we wore we wore Vans because that's that's all we had. Were my brother, my older brother's leftover shoes that that I wore. We didn't we didn't have new shoes. We we wore kicks that were, Which you know, hand me downs. Now you look at, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Who, how much did you pay for your kicks? My, my kicks for your, I'm wearing for right vans, now. For your, for the Vans that you wear. Honestly, for the for I, the I don't wear Chucks vans. for the. I have a pair of Chucks. I I I'm gonna sound so lame. I actually had a pair custom made for my wedding. Right. Yeah. Yeah, too much. No, I love it. <laughs> but it's got my wedding date on the side of it, and they're made with my wedding colors because I'm lame. That's awesome. I know it's really awesome. No, I, honestly, I think it's I think it's great that that you can do that because you're bringing that culture with you mm-hmm. into you're appropriating it into to society. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I don't mean appropriate in the in the bad sense of it. Right. I think it's I think it's something that you bring that's a part of who you are mm-hmm. because that that lifestyle is who you are. It's part mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And it's and it's part of me, even though I'm wearing a suit today, and I and this is what I wear to work. Yeah. Um, You're such a sellout, man. I know because You're because working for the man. I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many ex-wives. That <laughs> That's punk rock right there. Right. That's punk rock. Oh, um, no, I, I think that I, I think that it's like that. Going back, there is a point where that punk rock, and I I, I will I will say this, the punk rock. Everything from like the style of clothing that it was, like what it represented, I feel like it was appropriated, and that's where I feel like many of those punk, those pop punk fans, like that that was part of that, and it was on that that threshold where so much of like even like the fashion and everything was adopted by that. And I think about even like I was, I like just the the age that I am, I I owned a pair of Vans back then, but honestly, I owned one pair of Vans because at that point they were blowing up so much, like they were so expensive where I was and they weren't a cheap shoe right and, and it was because that's that's the in thing now everyone has that that's part of who we are you know you have your Chuck Taylors when you're looking at spending like 50 bucks on a pair of Chuck Taylors I in my head I have a problem with that like I have a problem rationalizing that but like I would I would buy them for like 11 to 20 dollars maybe back in the day because that's where you get them on like clearance and like they'd be or they'd be dirty and you'd buy them at like a Goodwill and like some guy had like this one pair that he swears his dad had them from like when he was a kid and the price tag is still right on the exactly shoe. Uh, but you know that was just that's part of it now what you just said you mm-hmm. just described what what's marketing 101 for for uh, for something something that's a little little off mainstream I don't know teach me you want to you want to sell something you say you can't have it Oh, that makes sure. people want it, right? Yeah. And and that works with that works at the at the at the very basis of of you know the the man woman I want you you don't want me I'm gonna go after you forever because that's I can't I want what I can't have. Are you looking for another ex-wife out of curiosity? I am, as a matter of fact. Okay, all right. All right I'm taking applications sure. for future ex-wives if anyone's out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you can edit that out in post, right? Oh, naughty! That's punk rock. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, what does that what does that do? Now, this is the whole reason for for my argument is mm-hmm. that is that these hot topics, the Vans, the Chucks, the the people that do this, the 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 artists that that say this is something that you can't have, 
is now I can monopolize that. I can turn that into money. If I say that you can't have it, but you really want it, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be appropriated into all of society, and there's mm-hmm. just gonna be this huge demand for something that I only I can produce because I'm the only one punk rock enough to produce this. For sure. And it's gonna turn it into money. Mm-hmm. So that. The, that is Blink-182. When when Nirvana came up, and I'm, I'm actually old enough to remember before Nirvana and, and being in high school before Nirvana, is when I saw these guys, you know, with the, with the, on the stage, they're, they're doing their thing and they're dressed the way that I'm dressed, and, and all of a sudden I look over at the football players and the cheerleaders and they're liking this music, and I'm thinking, <laughs> you can't you can't have that. This is this mm-hmm. is mine. I've been you know, this is this is like three years after the the Nevermind came out. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like ninety one, ninety two ish. Is is well, all the of a sudden came out in ninety one? So well, we say three years. Did it come out in ninety one? Yeah, it came out. Did 91. it really come out in ninety one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or was it re released in ninety one? Uh, no, because Bleach came out in eighty nine. Fine, you win. <laughs> this is a horrible argument. <laughs> Anyways, so I plus failed. Three years, no, but but on. we're looking at well, I graduated in '92, and, and okay, all right, these guys were were all of a sudden just overnight on the radio mm-hmm. and and playing everywhere. But it, but it's these same people that that were the the you know the preppies in in my day mm-hmm. were suddenly listening to Nirvana and they were going to the to the hot topic to buy a flannel and mm-hmm. they were you know it, it just it changed overnight where all of a sudden. I was I went from you know the outsider to now I look like I'm fitting in with everyone. My favorite saying I love it is I was trendy before it was in. Exactly. That's that's exactly. what you were doing. Yeah. And yet and yet a year prior to that in 1989 and 1990 mm-hmm. it, it it was it was insane. Mm-hmm. You know, but for me it was ne- it was never uh, an elitist thing. Even though I just said something quite elitist. See again, I'm I'm failing at this. Well, I mean, you started off by saying Carson I remember this back before. I know. Which automatically made because, me feel um, like exiled. Exactly. Sorry, I wasn't should born be. when I was earlier. You're not. Or whatever. You're not worthy. Thanks a lot, mom. You're not worthy of listening to my yeah. music. Oh, okay, fair enough. Is what it boils down to. Perfect. And and it kind of reminds me of your of your previous conversation with with covers. Is like you 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 want to say that you're you know you're you're putting this elitist attitude towards that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I love, just, just like you do, I love punk covers mm-hmm. of any music that I could possibly listen to. Yep. And, and I, I think that's what helps bring punk rock into the mainstream is when they're covering, you know, a, a Josh, Josh Groban song or they're covering cool. a, a pop song. They're yeah. covering, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. is this in the club? Um, hang I, on. Now I'm going to, now I'm referring to my notes. So. That's fine. I'm going quick on a tangent. Actually, one of my favorites, though, is when punk bands cover other punk bands. Yes. Like, there, were, there was a whole slew of albums that came out. It was No Effects and Rancid. They were. 50-50. It was so good. I love that album. It's great. They were they were covering themselves. Yes. And, and they were making fun of themselves, too. In and every it was great. way. And, and it, it kind of tore down that, that elitism a little bit. Ed Sheeran, right? Mm-hmm. The Shape of You. Oh, yeah. Pop song. Yeah. And I'm talking to my daughter. I'm like, this, is, this has got to be made for a woman. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way. And then I hear this girl do a punk version of it and it's like, no, th- this is totally not a woman's <laughs> song. <laughs> I was I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I admit it. And and uh the the trying to think of the punk cover for it, but anyway, it's um oh, here here it's it's Eat Your Heart Out. Mm-hmm. Shape of You. Mm-hmm. Find it, listen to it. Okay. And you'll understand that as much as I like this band and and the the 
as singers is wonderful and all that she does that it just it's not that the song it just doesn't doesn't transition well hmm. interesting i'll have to check that out yeah i have not heard that so i'll have to it's a, i can't speak much to it i want to hear it play it i i'm not gonna play do it, it right in post now. not i'll do it i'll do it afterwards <laughs> i'll listen to it i i don't have to pay royalties or anything guys oh i hear you i love music but i don't like paying musicians for playing things on podcasts because you're elitist i'm poor but <laughs> guess that makes me elitist in some cases i can't afford my vans man god that's part of it though yeah it is being poor oh, yeah. and you can't you you just you have no leg to stand on when mm-hmm. you're poor your 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 music's being appropriated your mm-hmm. your clothes are being appropriated all of a sudden you fit into society in a, in a way but you're still poor you know what i really love is like people talk about some of those there, there are punk bands that are incredibly technically like they're incredibly skilled at what they do there are also a bunch that like they they openly formed bands not knowing how to play anything and just like this is a bar chord or a power chord this is what we're doing we've got it we got four chords we've got an album right and and it's so funny because like some of those albums were incredibly successful and those songs successful they got a huge following and then people want to appropriate that and so you have people that like okay i'm very skilled at guitar how do i make this happen and they named the chords, right? The the power chords. Right, they named sure. them. They they they've and th- put and them on paper. And right or wrong, it's just like when you talk about that appropriation, how that actually comes out. And yet, they form their bands, and it feeds into that elitism where the first people are like, we didn't even have to learn how to do anything, guys. Oh, exactly. And then you have the flip side that's like, oh yeah, well we actually learned how to do it. Ours is better. It's fascinating. Nice. So when did punk die for you? See, honestly, as soon as you say that, I just remember I love – so, like, when I, I, I graduated high school in the early 2000s, and there was, like, the punk rock thing kind of had this resurface at that time. And I and my friends, we used to drive around, and my friend had a Mustang convertible, right? You can't get more punk rock than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It was, it was an older one. It wasn't nice. Uh, we, you manually – I mean, this is how bad it was, guys. We had to manually put the top up or down. Because the hydraulics in it were broken, but it, the fact of the matter is, it shot hydraulic fluid all over the trunk whenever you did it. And I don't think my friend ever liked that we did it. But every time we got in the car, we would put the top down. And we lived in Oregon, where it rained a lot. I feel bad for that car looking back on it. But we would go around and we would intentionally, as that elitist thing, we would go and just fuck with punks, and we just loved screaming Aww. at them when we were driving by, and and. Like that was one of those one of our favorite things to scream was I killed Sid Vicious. <laughs> you are brutal. Yeah, and like so when you say when did punk die in my head I'm like I'm probably right in that moment like <laughs> you you can't get more elitist than fucking with punk rockers while listening to punk rock music referencing the death of a punk rock artist. Oh, wow. It, it's so deep. So deep. I remember the day I was working at a... At this is a, the day punk rock died. Oh, my God. For me, this okay. is this is when, when I killed it myself. Is I I was working at a hospital, and my job did not require me to wear a tie, and yet I, I wanted to be in that position, and I put a tie on my shirt, and I went to work <laughs> with a tie on, and my boss is like, why, what are you doing with a tie? I'm like who I am. <laughs> I just want to say, 
it as died. we're having this conversation, we are both people that wear ties to work. And I'm day. still in one. Yeah, I, I took mine off. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely the most equipped people to have this conversation. Punk, I, I think punk dies for people. I think it does. It, it's something inside of you dies that, that used to be that that scrappy kid that was mm-hmm. that was running around and and suddenly you have to grow up and you have to listen to punk cover bands because I, I think that what it is is it becomes a point where you listen to it you feel it and then all of a sudden it's nostalgic even though you were listening to it yesterday right but you listen to it for the nostalgia it's, it's not that you don't still love it it's not that you can't still take in more but it's different it's changed at least for me. I remember when I was younger, an older guy who was only like three years older was listening to Dinosaur Jr. Mm-hmm. And and I remember thinking, what <laughs> what a literal dinosaur. And it was maybe three years after Dinosaur Jr. was it was at their peak of their popularity. And just the fact that like this is his jam. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're an old man. And, and he was probably 18 months older than me. <laughs> it's amazing. But, but he had a wife and kids, you know, mm-hmm. he, was, he was already settled down. But I think that's when it dies is when you settle down, when you choose to wear a tie instead of instead of choosing to, to say fuck the world. When you put your middle finger away and and, and uh, just kind of turn on the, the 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 desire to make money or to, to live a, a wholesome life. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it. If you're a punk rocker, you can't have a wholesome life. Bill Olson. <laughs> and the mic's getting dropped. No, okay. Uh, in seriousness, though, we got to wrap this up. We're at time. I really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Bill. I love you, man. I'm sorry you were wrong so oh. much. <laughs> this, this will happen a lot. Um, so this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome, but yours are probably wrong. Thank you. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Please mind. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.